welcome back to another episode of Rural Faith and Apologetics, and I am your host, Jess Robinson, and I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Ours was peaceful, uh, just hanging out with the family. Of course, Wyoming had to throw a curveball on the weather. We've had wonderful fall weather, but that changed on Thanksgiving with a winter storm. Uh, We didn't get as much snow as predicted. But only in Wyoming does it happen that a winter storm arrives on Thanksgiving. With Thanksgiving over, uh, we are now getting into December, which is Christmas. And this week I want to talk about Advent calendars and what they are supposed to represent. I also want to give some tips on how to get your family into the Christmas season and what to kind of avoid. The reason why I wanted to get into this topic was because of what happened when I was doing our monthly shopping back in November, because we all know that all these shops start putting out all the Christmas decorations before Thanksgiving. So I was over at Petco in Billings, uh, because Billings, Montana is actually only an hour and a half away from Powell, and so a lot of us will actually go do our Sam's Club run and our grocery shopping up there. And so I was over at Petco because I needed to get more cat food. And all I was doing was looking around and they had all the Christmas stuff out already. And I was just curious and was looking through and I noticed they had an advent calendar for cats. Yes, for cats. And it wasn't just cats, but there was ones for dogs as well. And this calendar had for each day up till Christmas a toy for your cat. And I didn't buy one because it was over $30. And the fact that my cats would just play with the toy for maybe an hour before they would just probably lose it underneath the couch or somewhere else and and they'll just ignore it. After that, uh, the Lord just started showing me these Advent calendars everywhere. Yeah, Walmart, and even at Murdoch's. And we had gone into Murdoch's to buy some winter gloves for my husband's new job. And Briar had an advent calendar. And for those of you that don't know, Briar is a company that makes toy horses. And I grew up collecting Briar horses as a young girl. And this advent calendar, which was brand new, would have a tiny new horse that these kids would just get each day leading up to Christmas. So there were all these advent calendars, but what I noticed that lacked with each one was that it didn't really focus on the true source of why we celebrate Christmas, which is Jesus. So before I go any further on this problem, some of you may be wondering what Advent is. And Advent is actually the first season that is celebrated on the church year calendar in some denominations. So instead of starting the church year calendar on January 1st, like our standard calendar, it is starting with a focus on the coming of Christ, which I think is pretty neat. I did not grow up practicing Advent. My husband did, and he said that essentially what his mom did was they had this calendar, and there was like a treat or some little toy for him. But there was also reading parts of the Bible dealing with Christ. But for him, he really didn't take away very much from this. And we still don't practice Advent. 
uh, because scripturally there is no commandment to follow a churchier calendar. But what I am thankful for is, is I come from a church that really focuses on keeping Christ in the center celebrating Christmas. Last year, our pastor did a wonderful job of going through Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, which is, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be wonder, called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And each week, he focused on each characteristic of Jesus in this verse, and it really deepened my love for Christmas last year than it had ever really been. Which the spirit of Advent really is about focusing on the purpose of Christ coming. Who, you know, Christ is the Son of God and he came in the flesh. And if you think about it, the people of Israel in that time that Jesus came, they were awaiting a Messiah, someone to come rescue them from underneath the hand of, of the Roman government. They hadn't heard from God for over 400 years. And the events that unfold at the beginning of the Gospels of Matthew, and especially Luke, are God coming out of this silence with the coming of his son Jesus. Now, is it saying that he wasn't there during the 400 years? No, he was still present. He didn't just leave them to themselves. But what had happened in those 400 years was there was a silence. There was no prophet during that time. So when you think about when Jesus came, you know, God was fulfilling prophecy. And I think that's something we should be reflecting on during this season. Going back to the Advent calendars that you are seeing out on storefronts, such as Petco and Walmart and Murdoch's, is it doesn't focus on Christ. It caves into the materialism and commercialism that has been plaguing Christmas. I also find that it adds to the overwhelming sense we get with Christmas. And I honestly think that they kind of put these things out there on the shelves for parents to buy to keep their kids from getting into the Christmas presents and trying to take a peek underneath the wrapper before December 25th what are we needing to do to prepare for Christmas? And so I'm just going to give a couple of tips for, for the reason for the season, which number one is Christ is the reason for the season. And that should be our main focus while we are getting into the Christmas season and going through December. You know, as a family, you'll want to practice this through devotionals. Uh, the issue I have is that a lot just people rely on the pastor and the youth pastor and the kids pastor so that their kids and their teenagers get all this information on Christmas on Sundays and Wednesdays. And I've always said that it starts with the parents. It's not just the pastor, the youth pastor, and the kids pastor. It's the parents. Now, if you want to practice Advent, that's, that's your choice. There are good devotionals on the YouVersion app. What I like about the YouVersion app is you can preview samples of each devotional and pick the right one. Um, there was also a, a place called A Humble Place, which has different advent calendars that are focused on the family. Uh, the person that is running that, her heart is about making it about Christ and really having that kind of discussion about what Christmas really is. 
so that's a place to go to. But the thing that's important is it's imperative that you discuss what you read with your kids. Don't just read the passage, do the activity, and not have meaningful discussion. You know, for example, our youth group will be decorating Christmas cookies in a couple of weeks, but I will also have a little devotional put together that reminds kids of why we celebrate Christmas. Also, your kids may not want to do these things. They'll probably roll their eyes at you because they'd rather be focused on the presents underneath the tree. But as the parent, you need to take the lead and have your family do it. And you need to show your kids what is good. The next thing is getting into a slower rhythm. The biggest thing about the Christmas season these days is that it can be overwhelming. For example, the main thing is our calendars get filled because there's so much going on. I know for parents here in Wyoming, it gets stressful because their kids have their annual Christmas concerts that they have to go to. And then they have to make something for the school Christmas party. Along with balancing all other activities that are happening in the community, such as photos with Santa, church activities, their job's Christmas party. At some point, you can look at the calendar and there's just stress that comes on just looking at the calendar and and seeing what is going on. I know for me, this was a problem. And the Lord really challenged me on that, especially this year, because it can get overwhelming, especially for a pastor, especially on the church calendar with all the events going on. And some may think I am speaking blasphemy, but it's true. There are camps out there that think we should be at every church event. But for me, I ask the question, if I'm going to be at every single event, when am I supposed to spend quality time with my husband? So for me, I looked at the recent events, for example, on our our church calendar, and I just said, whatever you say yes to, you have to say no to something. And I think that is the key for families, is that they need to learn that whatever they say yes to, they have to say no to something. And it's not just for the sanity of the parents, but it's for the kids' well-being, because they can get stressed out if their routine is out of whack. And we already have enough problems with youth mental health these days. So my advice is to go with a slower rhythm for your calendar. Really contemplate what is important and to make sure to keep quality time with your family. You know, be intentional. Make sure that you are there to be able to do devotionals, even your own personal Bible studies. So that is something to focus on. It also can get overwhelming when it comes to gifts and Christmas decorating. You know, I'm not against giving gifts, but I think we can go overboard with it. I think the Lord challenged me with this when I got married, because when Jay and I got married, we were too broke to buy gifts because Jay was still in college and we were just starting out on the job field you know, with $9 an hour and having to pay rent and groceries and other bills. And so there was many Christmases where we couldn't afford Christmas presents. And it honestly bothered me. But as the years have gone by, I just stick with buying gifts for my husband. 
we do like to cook and bake. And we've had the discussion, for example, this year in doing some of that for our family and close friends. But we're not going to stress over it. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. I also think we need to be intentional in this area in front of our kids because they can get the wrong ideas when it comes to giving gifts. You know, and I know as a youth pastor, we do a white elephant gift exchange every year for the youth group, but we have fun with it so that it's enjoyable. But the takeaway our kids need to have with gifts is that it's nice to give, but we also need to remember that our kids need to focus on heavenly treasure because this is not our home. We can have nice stuff, but we can't let that become our idol. And I think this season is also a great time to teach kids the joys of giving through a joyful Christ-like heart. You can find ways as a family to give. You know, and as parents, when you lead by example in this area, your kids are going to remember those things and most likely do the same thing in the future. And I think we get also overwhelmed with decorating. I think as a family, it should be intentional what the Christmas decorating should be, but it shouldn't be overwhelming. And for example, like my husband and I this year, because we have two cats, putting up a Christmas tree is essentially inviting the cats to come destroy the Christmas tree. But we came up with the idea that we were going to get the cats their own tiny little Christmas tree that they can just bat around with some ornaments that are not breakable and just be happy with that and just putting up a few things here and there that are are enjoyable that help us to get into the Christmas season. And I think as a family, you should think about that, that, you know, what are you using for your ornaments and all of that to, in Christmas decorating time, to focus on the season for Jesus. It can also be overwhelming in the area of tradition. Now, I know there's some families that have great Christmas traditions, and those traditions are once again intentional. A lot of those uh, traditions help kids to focus on Christ, and they're not overwhelming in a sense because everyone is involved but there can be traditions out there that cause unnecessary stress so you have to ask yourself this question what is the reason we are doing this if you really can't find a valid reason and if importantly it draws away from celebrating Christ then dump it and so those are some tips uh, but the main thing to really focus on is Christ in the season he is our wonderful counselor, our mighty God, everlasting father and prince of peace. If you are struggling with peace during this season, I just want to invite you to take some time with the Lord. Get into his word, listen to some worship music, and also don't hesitate to find out why you may be feeling this way. Jot down times that you are stressed and that there's no peace and see if there's something that is triggering that can easily be solved. But as I said, most importantly, also pray the word and worship, sing worship music, play worship music. You know, Psalms is a good place to start when reading the word. So I hope as you go into this season that you will have a wonderful time focusing on Jesus. It'll make this season more joyful and meaningful, especially 
when you do come together with family. You know, God had a special reason for families, and nothing is more better than families coming together to celebrate the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus. And that is it for this week's episode. Next week, I'm actually going to be focusing on the topic of Israel with the title, Whose Land Is It? Because there are many skeptics out there who say Israel illegally took the land of Israel back in biblical times, thus making God, you know, immoral and and cruel. So we'll take a look at what the Bible really has to say about that. Have a great week. God bless.